now return to the Mike Caldas Show. Mike Caldas Show. The Mike Caldas Show on 102.5 The Bone. It is 9.17 on the Mike Caldas Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. And I've never seen anyone have more difficulty in sending an email than our next guest. Yeah, Kurt I have people for that. Listen to me. I don't take around. People like also, dude. You know all, you, all you comedians, all of a sudden, all have people. You all have a whole team that work for you. Um, I, what do you have? From time to time. What do I, you have? Social media people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got somebody, a person. Yeah, it's always some kid who wants to be a comedian. That knows a little bit about the internet, and you guys just make that. Well, I hope not. Work. I'm banging her. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend does for, my socials. For that, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but I have, like a manager doing it, whatever. I have her doing it because she's like right there and can yeah. do it. And I hate doing it. I feel like I'm a control freak, so I have to do everything. But yet, I'm the worst at it. I spell words wrong all the time. I'm just, <laughs> That's great, dude. Galvin, the, Galvin's like, you have to be doing this on purpose. Yeah, you spell something wrong every unbelievable. time. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. do you dyslexic or something? Or no, no I'm just fat fingers, and go, I try to go fast, and I have fat thumbs, and I don't proofread it. I'm like, I, I for some reason. The anxiety that comes in that I feel like I have to get it up right away. Yeah, right. I don't know why. I'm not trying to beat anybody or anything, but, but he it's also, just awful. He also told me one time, because I pointed it out, I go, hey, you knew, you know you spelled that wrong. And he goes, yeah, but also in the algorithm, that actually makes people pay yeah. attention to it more. So does now it? I think he does it every time. Yeah, because so like, uh, like yeah. if I notice something. This is why people do this, because the <laughs> algorithm, the mysterious. It's impossible to figure yeah. out. An Carmen, algorithm sayer has to do it for me. Right. Carmen, who is back in the studio, knows like what time you're supposed to yeah. post and everything. Yeah, that. I, yeah. I, that's why you have to. She's the Chris Stefano of the show. <laughs> um, like, like if uh, if I spelled Hall wrong and or Hell and put Hall, so many people go to to correct me. That's that wow. it engages with everybody. That's really smart. Because what the Hall? You're like, you're, oh my god, I want to correct you right now, and I understand. You told me what it is. That and um, people who get mad at haters. Haters have fueled so much interaction on my oh. thing because you'll get. The two guys that hate us that'll say something, then you get the nine thousand that tell the hater he's a jerk off, and the next thing you know, there's so much interaction between oh, everybody. Like, boom, we did win. Did you know Brett Ernst? Yeah, so, I love Brett. So he, when I was doing stuff with Kyle, I saw him in Vegas, and he's hooked in with all these like people that just handle online influencer. Yeah, it's like a little influencer Hollywood of people in Vegas. Yeah, and, yeah. it's like uh, it's yeah. like Silicon Valley for influencers. Yeah, yeah. and um. So this is, I guess, a few years ago now. But the stuff they do, I'm like, I'm feel like I'm like supposed to be naive that to not. So on YouTube, for example, it's just a whole bunch of fa- not a whole bunch, but they'll always put some fake hate at their own client because the fans lose their minds, yeah. and then the engagement. And it's all a trick. And some like I wouldn't even think to do that. No, <laughs> like I wouldn't even occur to me to do that. Right. And we don't do it fake hate. We have plenty of regular real hate. Yeah, also I wouldn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make that clear. <laughs> who who do you last time you were here, you were you were drowned out by the sounds of the gorilla rattlesnake Louis J. Gomez. Who, Is he a gorilla rattlesnake now? He yeah, he's a gorilla rattlesnake. So when I first met him, I was like who is this guy? Because I didn't you know. I didn't know him. <laughs> it was it was years ago. I I I wasn't even that tight with Bobby, and I was doing YKWd, mm-hmm. and it was it was uh, Gary Veter, Lewis yeah. Soder, Joe Joe List, somebody else, then that fat Australian chick, 
and the other guy that oh, really yeah. used to run the show. Oh, right, 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 right. And then right. Bobby, and we're doing it upstairs at the comedy cellar in the in the attic. And I never met Lewis before, and he was just all over the place. And I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. And I didn't know, I only knew Joe List and Dan Sorbonne, so I just kind of sat quiet for a little while and just observed. But then I've come to know and love Lewis. He, that is what makes him, he's special. Oh, I'm a, I met him, I know him a long time. Yeah. I, think. I met him years ago. I had when I had, to, I had to get a day job, you know, I was like, right, like comedy. I didn't make any money on it in New York, so I got a job selling comedy tickets in the street. Yeah. I tried that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I met like him. you stand in Times Square, yeah. And yeah. I just and so I met him. He's people a guy. Carmen, you got that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Jenko <laughs> 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 oh, jeans, uh, a cowboy hat, and he was Fat Lewis. Oh, I didn't know Fat Lewis. Yeah, this is like back in the days of when I maybe Skinny Bobby when I first met Bobby. Oh wow, it's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, it was like was... Faces of the Moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a full Lewis. <laughs> this is a full Bobby. No, so he he was great at it. I remember I was terrible at it, and I only I didn't go back. I'm like, this is not a thing I can do. It's, yeah, you got to be like. Would they a... actually give you the money, or would you give them the ticket and they had to turn it in at the door? No, they give me the money, and I sold one ticket. To Who would ever trust you guys on the street selling tickets? Uh, well, I guess it was a lucrative business yeah. at the time. But I guess he anyway. I, I quit, and but I remembered him, and he was just not, like wasn't anything. I was like, oh, the guy's got personality, I guess, because they're talking to him. And then uh, Jay was like, oh, I'm just calling this guy Lewis, who says he knows you, and he's got a show over here at uh, some old comedy club. I can't remember which one, but I was like, oh, and he was promoting shows, right? And he was running his own street. Like, what the him being special? That's from like his horrific background. Upbringing, yeah. Yeah, like his business mind is actually pretty good, dude. Oh, oh trust me. And now then, I know. And he's even. I'm impressed with him of like what you're calling special. I were on the radio. Yeah. How he harnessed that to make it into a brand, and so, you know, I, I now I don't like fake wrestling rivalry. Right drama nonsense online you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. it was real drama i really don't want it out on stuff but he knew how to like work that to his advantage for his stuff and oh, like sure you know i'm a skank fest probably my favorite festival so i i have not gone before because i feel like lewis and i used to be uh enemies and i feel like that if i go there will probably still be his fans that want to beat me up so there's uh, no fans are gonna beat you up no first of all he's got no fans that are gonna beat you up yeah. um uh, Actually, the fans are uh, no, I'm awesome. Ki- I'm kidding. I, I, I this the best festival. Skank Fest go from uh, a, a thing to mm-hmm. a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the lineup and see some of the people that are the great yeah. lineup of comedians that have been there, it's all the good guys that we know and like. The first one was like that in New York, and this is at the height of like nonsense times right. of like Louis had just been taken down, and mm-hmm. they were like, and Louis was on that one. Yeah. The first one in New York, I think the the stupid place in uh, Brooklyn. Like, but issued an apology yet? But that was the funnest festival. I've. Is there everybody I want to be around in comedy, uh, and like who I you know hang out or watch or whatever. It was great. It was better than all the festivals I used to work for years. I like that one better. So it'll be in Vegas this year. Yeah. Okay. Now that I got to imagine is perfect. That's right up the alley of of those folks. And then they yeah. do it at at like not comedy clubs, but like different spots. Well, maybe some clubs, but different spots around yeah, Vegas. Yeah, they do it just like a Moon Tower or JFL. Yeah. I think I think that's awesome, and it's grown so big. And yeah. uh, and all the you know. Oh, I'm doing a half hour with 
forget we cast digital uh, July. I'm shooting it in New York. Uh, so they're doing. Yeah. They're doing. It's you and and like five or six other. I like, think Boss doing one too. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw. He that pitched online. me on it, and uh, and he was smart. What he done? Like because what well, I want to do an hour. Yeah. But I I was supposed to. I had one ready to go that that uh got didn't work out. It was like Louis was going to put it on his channel and direct it and all yeah. that. When uh then he got his thing, and so. It's like an hour material got like kind of stale, in, but so now I have extra that wouldn't go in an hour. Yeah. So, so why not put it? Yeah. yeah, and I want to. I think he. I, uh, he was saying like because I know I watch YouTube nonstop, mm. which is even kind of old man, but still short attention span. Yeah. And uh, a half hour is like people like an hour is like a lot to sit through, even if you're like into it. If I was watching your special for an hour, no matter how funny it was. At some point, I'm going to look to the right, and I'm going to be like, oh, there's somebody talking about The Flash. I'm going to click on that for a second. Oh, yeah, like, well, especially on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to be like, oh, look, this guy's showing the inside of his converted RV. Let me look at that. <laughs> and the next, you know, I'm looking at German something. I mean, people, in fairness, do that at my live shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much does that bother you that what? phones are so prolific at shows? Oh, like, I don't care now. You don't care? Well, I mean, I don't have a... Like a Kramer moment or anything that I'm worried about. I see Nick DePaulo do that. I see Nick DePaulo take a yeah. cell phone and put it in, in a glass of soda at Side Splitters. What were they filming? He, no, no, no. She was on it texting and he, he, she was right in the and front. And he just took it and put it in a glass yeah, no, of soda. He gave her ample oh. warning. He gave her several <laughs> times <laughs> ample warning. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't do you that, can't. right? You, oh, you definitely can't just take somebody's cell phone. I found that out. I mean, I applaud him. Don't yes. get me wrong. But, but uh, sometimes you have to make that move. You have to go, you know what? This is annoying me so much. I'll pay the 500 bucks for a new phone. Just drop it in the soda. It she was, was talking on the phone or she scrolling? Was texting. She was texting. Now, look, I have kids, and there were times where I'd go out when my sounds, child was a baby. security at the club, right, in case that happens. Yeah, but They some, should be putting it in the, in the drink. Sometimes those securities in the back, and if a lady in the front is texting and only the... The headliner can see it. You know what I mean? It's not security can't tell. They got the phone, but it's annoying well, Nick, to them. Because I, I love Nick. I almost cursed. Yeah. I love Nick. But I, I like. Uh, well, you um, always said I love Nick. And then your voice Nick, went down, uh, so I didn't know what Nick, you were saying. Nick. Yeah, Nick oh, my Nick, God. Nick DiPaolo, yes. <laughs> it scared me a little. So, with <laughs> <laughs> a string that was going to come out of my mouth just now. You can't imagine. Um, so, Nick will be. I've seen him do this a couple of times where. He's hilarious, dude. So it, he'll sometimes he'll get in his head about somebody in the crowd yeah. who was enjoying him. Right. They he'll lose his mind, though. The, the phone chick's very rude. But something where, like, and I'm like, oh, they're, no, they're into you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just did his podcast recently. He talks to him. I, we, I had a great time volume. He's He is so, it's weird for me. Like, I don't, well, I do understand. I don't understand. I was to say why, like, Greg Gutfeld's getting all this love for being the great, the king of late night and all that stuff. But he doesn't really possess much talent himself for that. Not that he's not good at what he does. I'm not Dude, trying to take away. But so you- I'm going back. So I did it not that long ago. Right. And, I, and uh, I didn't say that to him. But I was like, like, I've done Red Eye for like a long time. Yeah. Okay. And it was always like a, he was always cool. And it was like a fun show and whatever. They didn't have union writers, right, obviously. Right, right. Now he has more writers, but it's it it's like a news kind of talk thing. It's not a comedy comedy show. No, it's just it's, it's the like number one comedy. It, it's a round table, but also there's no there's no Letterman, there's no none of those guys who are great, and people are looking for something to watch. That I go, I, Greg, I never would have dreamed because his like it's not like his show's a late night comedy. It is now because. They, every that audience went to his, yeah. but it was more of like a news with like lightly funny, right? 
you know, but now you got Joe Mackey write stuff, and you got all these. Yeah, guys so now people like, write stuff on it, and they yeah. got. But I'm I'm just blown away by that of like the people that are supposed to be making. You know, that's a dead format. Not not his. I mean, the talk show. Right, right. It's such like a dead format. You know, anyway, you know who called it? Who called Gutfeld was Howard Stern years ago. Back when did? I used to listen to Howard. I'm listening to Howard, and they. Uh, I want to say it was like uh, around James Corden time. And Howard, because well, Howard said, you know, he given uh, he go do something different. Stop with the <clears> desk <throat> and the gas and all this. Stuff. Yeah. He goes, you know, who would be good? Greg Gutfeld. And I was like, that's a weird thing for him to say. Yeah, and it no. was until years later that they actually because he only did like some on the weekend and stuff. But he enjoyed it, and he called it a long time ago. And now, look at it. It's the biggest show on, on it late night. Yeah, if it, it would, if it was a dedicated comedy thing, I could probably give him jokes like yeah. you would do for the guy. And right. he knows he's got a lot of experience doing that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, who wants to watch a talk show? I mean, if you're still watching, like, I think, by the way, it's ironic how, like, woke ESG, all the programming guy, and yet it's still four white guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They ain't changed that. It, yeah, it, it might not be white old white men driving the submarines, but <laughs> by God. What about that? I mean, do you have a hard time? I, I put up a couple of funny memes. I saw, like, the first thing I put up was, uh, like, three days ago, it was a submarine and somebody put a giant shark coming up behind it, like a big open mouth. Mm -hmm. And I just put that up there because I thought it looked good. They did a good job on the Photoshop. And people got mad at me. They really? Like, that's insensitive. And I go, why? I don't, I mean, that's what you're Well, that's to probably do. when there was still hope. And Yeah, but still. Well, was that before the clip came out of the CEO? Yes, yes. So I, people brought that up to me, the Titanic submarine. I was like, I don't really know anything about it. Right. You know, as the day I was doing other, it was Stuff. a Wednesday. Yeah. And, um. Then I, I happen to click, see a thing of the CEO saying that thing of like, so something to the effect of, um, you know, normally the submarine jobs will be a bunch of 50 year old white guys. And now that part, the, I think it was watching a video, was making a thing about that, which fair enough. Right, but right. He said something after about like how their experience and they were in the Navy yeah. that I feel wasn't spoken about as much as the. You know, just 50, too. The, the white's the least important part of me. Like, 50 years old, experienced uh, submarine. And he goes, it's just, that's not inspiring. And I was like, what? Yeah. And he goes, so I get, like, 25-year-old chicks. Or like, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I still wasn't paying huge attention because there's, you know, I got to write for Jimmy Dore jokes. Right. And we're not, there's a lot of stuff that this is, like, a distraction to watch this. Yeah. You know? And uh, so then I'm like, who's on the submarine? Like, I didn't know who. I was curious. Right. I go, the CEO's on it? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I hope he feels inspired. <laughs> I tweeted that, it, and I haven't looked if anyone's mad. It was weird. I I, uh, I put that up there, and then uh, there was a couple. Once I saw I was making people mad, I put more up there. I, <laughs> I just, that's the way. Because most of our, I would say 90% of our audience get it, you know? Yeah, right. And then the other 10% still get mad. Just help the algorithm, yeah. I guess. Right, they? Yeah, exactly. Well, then, I'm like, I... I, last night I passed out, and I I see James Cameron. They're on the news talking to James Cameron because yeah. he would go. He's there. been there, and uh, another guy who appeared to be a fifty-year-old white man right. to ask them what they thought. And I'm like, "Come on, guys, don't do a victory lap." <laughs> oh well, you didn't have the experience. Like I don't know if they were thinking that, but I was thinking it watching them talk about like I they also had they they had the reservations about this from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, we've, we've been talking about it all week. There's nothing attractive about that to me. To be, I'm claustrophobic. I don't want to be in a I tube. don't want to think about Titanic. I've, I've, I've cared all I can... Care about Titanic? Which was not that much, right. and, but it's gone now. Right. And then, uh, okay, that'd be cool to be... Oh, I forgot. This is the thing. So never mind all the 
identity politics nonsense. Um, so the, the only way to steer it is with a thirty dollar knockoff go. PlayStation controller. Yes. I mean, so it don't even matter. You got a girl, you got some guy. Like, I, I think I'm seeing a bottleneck here right. in the form of this. <laughs> There's no steering wheel in it, huh? No, but let me tell you something. I thought about all this, too. And then the other day I was playing PlayStation and I, and I had that controller in my hand. And I thought, I would rather drive with this. This thing is the best possible thing that you've... I can, a 25-year-old girl that could play PlayStation could drive could it. Could get it right in the thing. Yeah. It's a bizarre... I'm almost like, what's the hidden story here? Because there's something like weird how... Uh, that's so funny. Uh, Kurt Metzger is here with us. Now, what is this new thing? You got a new podcast? Yeah. I did not get your thing yet. Oh. I don't think. Hold on. Yeah. I just oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Joe, I'm going to send it to you right now. It's, yeah. And I, I sent a short clip. With, the video is not so, like, it was an edit, but, um, it, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was doing those, I think last night I saw you, I started doing stuff with Kyle Dunningham. We were yes. making sketches and I was, uh, who we love, by the way. Yeah. So, so. I'm not. I'm, I'm making my own thing. I'm, so I don't make it with him anymore. But I used to be on his at home with Sly Stallone show. Right. You know, Sly's best friend. Uh, he calls me Kerp because he <laughs> doesn't know my name. Right. We were trying to think of this best stupid thing to mess up my sure, name. Sure. Kerp. 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 And uh, yeah, I live in. And he doesn't like me doing comedy. Pretty Sly thinks I'm a magician, right? Uh-huh. And he doesn't think I should be doing comedy. He likes me right where he knows where I am. And uh, anyway, it's called the Derp with Kerp, <laughs> and it's. Uh, just like uh, general interest things that I'm into talking about, and uh, I've guessed, but it's coming out better than I thought it would. Oh, good. All right, Joe's going to. I sent the thing to Joe. He'll put it up on Bone TV. I'll tell you why. Because the dynamic. My other one I was doing on Guest Digital, it, you know, it was over pandemic, it's all Zoom. Yeah. And Guest Digital is an awesome studio in New York, but I'm in LA. And do you get me in a studio to do these things? I yeah, think, I know. To make them, you know, pandemic is fine, but I need like a studio, and uh, the dynamic is like. I forgot, like when Stern, I was sitting there like thinking about the last one was like crazy. Every day I'm like, like when Stern was good. Yeah. When I think of how like, you know, now he's like, yeah, let's just really the best. Re- I'm just going to do celeb interviews. Like I, anyone cares. Which I, I guess enough people care because he still does well. And I'm not knocking him. He's still the greatest <laughs> ever. But I I turned it on for the first time. In in over a year the other day, only to just turn it off. He's a, a great interviewer yeah, of yeah. celebs, as if anyone still cares about that. <laughs> right, right. Also, the other thing is that I, I've been doing this for a long time. I could interview any celebrity if you have a movie out. If you've lived a celebrity life, all I got to do is ask you the questions everybody knows already, and one or two edgy ones, and get everybody all excited. <laughs> so what kind of underwear you wear? Do you ever make out with a girl? Well, you know, can you turn the bass up on your voice real high and wear <laughs> a big Louis the Fourteenth wig? <laughs> you have I, a jet black wig. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty weird. But I don't. Anyway, I don't. I don't. I don't. Dude, I want. I showed my girlfriend an old clip. Yeah, my girl's thirty-two. So I go like. Me and Kyle watched it, we were like, we hadn't watched old ones. I used to love the Channel 9 show. The Channel 9 show was brilliant. Yeah. Way ahead of its time and brilliant. I loved it, dude. And then when he was like, I'm got a new show coming on that's going to compete with SNL, I thought he was making that again. Yeah, yeah, that would No, it's just film. And that's like the first of like, oh, and that's how I feel about like, oh, it's just celeb interviews. Yeah. So I'm watching it. It's Holly Weird Squares. Uh Okay. Who's, Who's in it? Okay. It's, um... It's a Klansman, <laughs> a super gay guy, Daniel a special, yeah, spe- uh, a special ed couple, yeah. oh, a couple, yeah, two porn stars, <laughs> a guy named the King of All Blacks, right, right. <laughs> and th- I'm watching like this is like it was like so wild and spot like that and real, yes, and, and real. fun because yeah. 
whatever. Like there's, it was. I was like, oh my god, I forgot. I actually forgot how amazing what he was doing it was. Daniel Carver from the KKK would be on. And he did not care that Robin was black. He did not care. That and then he would kind of like them. He goes, yeah. "You're all right." Yeah, for a you know, I used to be hanging sheetrock when 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 uh, I would be listening to the radio. You know, I right. mean, it was high school. I would hear it, but I still remember like that was like a thing. Like you would just kill those hours of the day. Oh yeah, if you had a job. I drove I drove a forklift in New Jersey, and I would be listening. And after eleven o'clock, I'd be like, "Well, the rest of my day is just awful now." Well, now he hates all of those kind of people who. Liked his show. Right. He doesn't want them to touch him. He's got an elevator yeah, in uh, the, yeah. that building, a car elevator. I know. I've been in So there. not have to touch anyone. Yeah. And he's, so he's got all funny. the great. I was wondering what's different now. What annoys me with my hair? Because when I read it, I read his two books. Yeah. I, I actually really like John DeBello when I go to Philly. I, uh, he's always cool, uh, great. And I'm like, uh, I thought when I'm reading the book, uh-huh, he got, I didn't know John DeBello and how he pretty much pretty much a douchebag yeah 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 <laughs> because john, john DeBella, DeBella, just so people don't know was the guy who was the number one in philadelphia when howard went in there and took over philadelphia that poor guy yeah the, the best thing about that guy is that guy lost his job had to go back on the air and ask for permission to have a job again and then uh i think he was on with bert one time and telling the story and he's kind of sick of nobody really yeah. wants to talk to him they want to talk to him about the howard stern fight and then the worst part about it Debella goes and after all this that went down and Howard became number one, I was still number two. He's like, I still had the yeah. second most audience. It's like Bud Light's not number one anymore. <laughs> right. Look out. Right. Yeah. Because I still had a great product and a great audience listening. And all I that. like and him way better than Howard Stern now for the record. If John DeBelli hears, yeah. well, now you're better than Stern, dude. I got great news. You yeah. waited long enough because Stern stinks. And also, now looking back, well, he was an underdog, Howard, at the time. Yeah. So that's when that's funny. But when you're like number one in huge and you got that kind of attitude, it's it's real gross. Yeah. And uh, well, the by other, the way, uh, DeBella's last day is next Friday. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, retiring. Yeah, he's retiring. Yeah. yeah. I read that. See, the, the problem is is that uh, you can't turn your back on your on the, what got you there, the audience that got you there. And that's what I think he, what he did. And those guys were like, all right, well, we had plenty of years before. But in our situation, once a Janet Jackson nipple thing happened, it changed the landscape of radio. And we, who did so many dirty things like Opie Really? Anthony, that was a th- no that kidding. Was yeah. it, man. They started firing it. They took Howard off of all the terrestrial stra- stations that Clear Channel had. Is that when that happened? That's when it happened. So, oh. uh, so when he went to satellite, it was because he had had enough. And if he wanted to be creative and do a good show, he could do it there. That's what bugs me. He went there and did a great show and, and did it uh, without the censorship and all that. And then... Uh, eventually, he just well, he wanted- got, uh, supposedly that weird life coach. I saw oh, that. I uh, here's where I was like, kind of like, it, again, the stuff that was great, did really huge. I, I don't, I'm not like taking away, but yeah, so with, uh, uh, him doing on stage to his employees to sell more like merch and like yeah. do like it's a multi level marketing thing. It's weird. It was so it, weird. Don't even cut it. Like I would have quit. I'd be like, guy, <laughs> dude, don't ever talk to me again. Yeah, it's it was weird to see. Having been invested in that show for so long, to see guys like uh, Baba Boo, you know, like, they have to take a step down because these new weird people are running things. I don't know. I feel bad for all the guys that I used to like that would go on that show. Yeah, right. Popular from that show and then aren't allowed back. Artie anymore. was right yeah. to pull the crap he did. Oh, yeah. I, like, in the, it turns out because 
you know, if I was Artie, I'd be like, I'm thank God that I did all that. Yeah. <laughs> Artie, that was the best. Artie on there was the best. He was the, a great, like, the great. Artie and Stuttering John years when they were on there together, yeah. the two of them together were the best time. The, the like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Were the, were the best. Uh, now, do you hear from Artie? Does anybody know what's Not going on? Not that long ago, yeah. Oh, really? My manager, Tommy, uh, my, works with him. And he's doing all right? Uh huh. And, yeah. uh, Artie. Yeah, Artie, we used to have him on, me and Sherrod's old podcast, Race Wars, we'd have, Artie was like the best to have on. Right. We wanted to have him on like every Yeah, we had Artie on a lot too. He was great. And, um, yeah, and then he, I mean, you know, he would give me a lift home when I live in Washington Heights from a thing. And, I mean, we'd just be crying laughing. He's just like such a fun dude to be yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, so Artie and I, I felt very similar to Artie. You just can't insure him. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely can't insure him. We were both guys who grew up listening to Howard who had crappy jobs yeah. in New Jersey. And uh, and I always and I, when I read his book, the first one, I was convinced, and I'm still not 100 percent sure it wasn't too fat to fish. Yeah, too fat to fish. Mm-hmm. That my dad was one of the guys that uh, was a collections guy for a bookie. Then we uh, from originally Staten Island, uh, and Artie would be like, I drove out to Coney Island to meet this guy. And I was like, that was my dad's spot, and went to go pick up pickups. So I showed him to my dad, and my dad doesn't remember him, but my dad's like, uh, you know, there was a lot of people. Also, loves the fact that I'm talking about this on the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the statute of limitations. Yeah, is he's old now. Is Isn't that right? wild up there? Because I'm, so mostly I grew up in Tom's River in New Jersey, yeah. like, you know, high school years. And uh, so my parents work in garbage industry, like, and. Uh, we mean waste management. Yeah, waste yeah. management. And um, so, you know, when I was in high school, that's when they had the big. It was in Tom's River too, like where they busted up that Sopranos family. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I was working as recycling place when I needed a job. When I got a little older, uh, uh, what was it called? Colgate. It was a Denardi brother. Now they weren't connected, but their dad had. Sounds been, like they were. No, it does. <laughs> Denardis. Recycling is. I always knew it was a scam since back in the day. Sure. It was an Italian money making scam. Because uh, we were just a middleman. It's wild how that right, business right, worked. Right. But I didn't even know about it. But anyway. Their dad had in the movie. Uh, it was a TV movie called Wise Guy. Yeah, and there's a scene of their dad getting killed outside a, a bar. And I looked it up. It was like a Gambino hit in the '70s. And uh, I'm dying to like meet, like uh, do meet, like Sam. I want to ask Sammy the Bull. I watch you watch Sammy the yeah, Bull. Yeah, yeah. All those podcast. By the way, the entire mafia has a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. The whole mafia. <laughs> the, the government relocates you in a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, uh, yeah. I wonder why nobody's killed Sammy the Bull yet. Because everybody's like dead Even or it's on with like, it. Okay, you look at John Gotti Jr. Mm-hmm. That guy's an animal. Like I don't want to have the. We had a guy on. That, uh, you don't think uh, he's learned his lesson after all these years? No, no, no. We had a guy, Johnny A. Light, who was on. Who I talked to him on the phone. He's great. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he they have they, a rivalry. They, I, I know, yeah. and they and all of a sudden, Gotti's sister is the daughter is emailing me, and she's getting mad at me, and I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need the Gotti's being dude, mad at me. I I told John, I'm like, dude, I don't like take any sides or get yeah. pulled into a thing, and you know. Well, I was trying <clears> to take sides because I wanted to try and get the Gotti's to call in while. A light was there. Oh my and, god! Yeah, so I had to kind of mix it up a little bit, and I thought I'm the only one that's going to lose in this situation. Yeah, uh, but but John Gotti Jr. looks like a kind of guy. Like if he was, if my son played little league with his son, I'd be like, we got to go to a different little league. I just don't want to be around that anymore. Is that amazing? And they thought he wasn't the real deal. The guys who in it, the oh, fan, yeah. well, because you're not supposed to give it to your son, right? I go, yeah. If you're if you're running it from jail through your son, and then your son learns enough and takes over, plus he just looks like a, a maniac. 
And then the whole family, you said that guy who was a boxer, the guy who was a boxer, they're all oh, yeah. giant uh, Ginzo maniacs. <laughs> so I'm surprised that one of them just hasn't f- went to Sammy the Bull for the father and just snapped his neck somewhere. Um, I don't. I think that would be more trouble than it's worth. If I'm thinking right now, if my, if this guy screwed my dad and my dad went to jail and died in jail, I'm going to break this guy's neck now that he's out. Well, the era, the, I mean, the era when that, you know, when to, to get him after testifying, right. and I think there was a hit team that was going out there. That was, I think, when Peter Gotti was running it, who's notorious for not being the best, right. not the bright, the Steven Seagal story. That's what, if you ever seen, I was saying the Sammy Bull story that I think is hilarious. You ever see him talking about Seagal? No, no, no. Dude, I was in tears. I was, I was showing it to like comics around the road. Him telling the story of was, you know, Steven Seagal was owned by the mob. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievably funny, him telling the story. Oh, yeah, I, I remember just watching all the story, I, like, I couldn't believe it. So, at that point, that was probably the time that it would have happened. It wasn't during the, you know, and then Junior had his own problems with the thing with Sliwa and whatever. Yeah, and I now, know. like, he's got a, he's out of the mafia, or I think as he was trying to convince the government. Like, it's just there's a lot of trouble to doing that. And why would you bother at this point? The mob's got to tone back the murder. I mean, that's just a fact. They all say that. Yeah, yeah, because that's what gets all the heat from I asked Alight on the phone when I was talking to him. Um, because you know, I guess Gotti had him with Junior as like his like kind of because he because yeah. Alight's like a real like he's almost a real like a blue guy. collar like you do the <laughs> dirty yeah. work guy. And I was like, so, and I was like, it's kind of like you're like the perfect guy for him to get because he you real deal. So he knows there's a real like tough guy. With his son, and you're not Italian, so you can't take over his son's right, place. You don't have to worry so it's the that, perfect, yeah. you know, that's, it's that's, like, I see like the thinking. He, I'll tell you though, that guy telling us stories about being in Brazilian prison and breaking out of things. On top oh, yeah, of his all, stories are great. Whoo. He's a, he's a, yeah. But also, if I, do you, I like that being that tough guy, but also I don't like the idea that one day somebody's going to find me or somebody's mad at me one day. He has no fear, that guy. I'd, I'd be living in fear. Listen, why did Henry Hill die of because henry hill said yeah that uh, i'd ask him that we had him on and he said none of those people are alive anymore none of those yeah people I, I think that's the thing that people are going to go kill sammy that like yeah. first of all there's a new generation of kid they all tell you about the new generation of kid like you're gonna go kill some old for some old yeah for some old thing. and let's face it god he could have been a little more inconspicuous <laughs> <laughs> it's partly his fault best mob movie uh ooh. Well, okay. All those squi- like, there's that superhero one, Irish Man. I'm not that into. No, I like that. <laughs> there's the Marvel. Irish no, the, Man. Have you seen Irish Man? Um, I like Goodfellas and Casino. Those are uh, and really, I mean, Departed. I can't say officially, but I love that. Like anytime it's on, I'll watch it yes. from any point it is in the movie. I agree. I'll watch it, which I think is like that. And I would say previously. Now, that was the closest thing to, like, now watching these guys tell their own story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as much as I love those, I almost don't even want to watch a mob movie ever again now because I don't want to hear any, like, added Hollywood crap to it. I just yeah. don't. The Irishman's like a fake story. The Irishman was awful. I, I, again, it's slow, and I'm like, I want to see Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro acting. At, like, I want to see that. And it's just like, once I know the story's fake, I mean, I'm, that's why I don't care about just to bring it to Stern and whatever. I don't want to see fake crap anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's lost its luster. I remember being mad at the Irishman. I was in, I was in Tahoe. It was like Thanksgiving or something. And I went, all right, kids, it's movie night. We got in there. We got all 
set, and I, after like the first millennium of watching it, I was like, Jesus Christ. Did your kids stop watch? talking to you like you were the Irishman? <laughs> <laughs> your estranged daughter? Uh, <laughs> awful. I'll watch Goodfellas any day. Goodfellas to yeah. me is the best movie. I'm obsessed with the Godfather movies, but when it comes to mob movies, uh, Goodfellas is the way to go, because that seems to me most the most realistic. The highs and the lows. The, the, yeah, I, yeah. The God, I mean, Godfather is like a, a great movie, but I always resented that little like that, you know, the whole mafia loved Godfather when it came out yeah. because it it had that layer of like, you know, we're really uh, yeah, we're now we're now it's all, it, it almost like royalty. Like if a movie about America going to Iraq or not, you know, like where we're the hero of right, right, invading, right, right, right. right, right. and it's American really patriotic, uh -huh. and yeah, it, but the, like they had their own. It's like a patriotic to be the mafia movie. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'll watch. I'll watch a your Top Guns or whatever. But like that, there's a layer of nonsense. Yep. That I'm like, come on. Listen, I get sucked right into it all the time. Uh, this is Kurt Metzger. Are we done already? We Kurt are? Metzger is going to be in Side Splitters oh, yeah. uh, this weekend. Uh, make sure you go see him, 960-1197 or sidesplitterscomedy.com. Kurt is uh, great to talk to, you, yeah, man. but also very funny uh, stand-up comic, so uh, make sure you go check him out. Um, I may pop up in Vegas at the uh, at the Skankfest. I, I would love to see those guys in action. Did, did Lewis ever fight Jason Ellis? Did that ever happen? I know they talked about it. Oh, last time I saw them, they were talking about it, but I don't know. Jason Ellis told me he would fight me with one arm tied behind his back, and I was like, I accept. And then I ran into him in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, you said I will do it? Yeah, yeah. Why? That's Because he had one arm behind his back. I thought I'd just outweigh him. I thought I'd just jump on him and beat him. Oh, dude. And everybody said to me, you're going to die. My uh, agent called me. He's like, you can't do that. Dude, I, I mean, first of all, I don't know why Lewis would do any, Lewis even a guy's crazy. not a fighter. Yeah, but Lewis, Lewis took a couple lessons. We're in our 40s. Like, yeah. what do you, okay, <laughs> let's say you, Lewis is a champ of, of whatever these, I'm, I think he has beaten whatever, who what is it going to, nothing. It does nothing. Like, yeah. well, you get an injury, like, I'm not going to injure myself as a middle-aged man right. <laughs> and then I can't do my basic job of being a clown anymore. Would it be great if he punched him retarded like he punched his face and Lewis could never Do never people have permanent side? brain damage yeah. from doing this as a pro? It's like when we in New York when I got there everybody's playing pickup basketball right? and then uh, this comic Tim Young was really going for it and broke his leg. Oh. Couldn't do stand-up for months. I mean, Joe used to talk about like this ain't worth the NBA. Yeah, like I don't even like basketball. I'm just going going to hang it. Like I'm not doing this. Oh man! All right, we got to go. Have a great weekend. Check out Kurt Metzger this weekend at Side Splitters. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. The after show is next. Goodbye. it it's over that's all for today thanks for listening to the mike calta show what's better than going on calta cruise 17 going on calta cruise waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.